Hello, folks. Welcome to FS Ride Along, Season 5, Episode 6, Building a Flight Sim Community and Internet Trolls. And, uh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about, um, mostly... Um, me just trying to establish things on the stream and get things figured out. Of course, there's quite some stuff to talk about, too. Uh, so, let's get started. So, um, I've been streaming, in case you didn't know, um, my flight simulator exploits, uh, Twitch TV slash Jack, um, and it's been going okay. Um, I'm on the path to affiliate. Uh, on Twitch, which means you have more than 50 followers and you have an average viewer, uh, average of three views a stream. Um, I'm getting there slowly but surely. Um, the problem is that I'm seeing a lot of trolls and it's really getting to me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and, you know, the thing that thing that gets me the most is criticism of the flying. Um, now, let me paint a picture here for you as best I can. Um, I envision a flight sim community where you talk about aviation and you talk about the things uh, that make you passionate about flight sim. That is the primary thing I want in the chat room on my stream. Um, that's that's what I'm going for. Uh, maybe a little bit of joking around, you know, maybe talking about this, that, or whatever. Um, but that's what I mainly want to focus on. And to me, the flying itself, purely secondary. Because the honest-to-goodness truth is, as far as watching Flight Sim goes... Other than the takeoff and the landing, uh, cruise and climb out, pretty darn boring. Um, it's not something that's easy to stream or make interesting. Uh, I've experimented with very, doing various things, um, and I've come to the conclusion that for long hauls anyway, uh, the best thing to do is to stream the uh, preparations. Uh, I've stopped streaming the dispatch portion uh, but I'll stream the programming of the FMS, um, the taxi, the initial departure, and then when I get to 10,000 feet or, or so, uh, 10,000 to 18,000 feet, which of course is transition altitude in the U.S., uh, then I'll stop the stream uh, at that point, and then what I'll do, um, again, this is only for long hauls, flights longer than, say, two hours, um, so what I'll do towards the end of the stream is I'll, um, start it back up again at about 200 miles to the top of descent, because 200 miles to the top of descent is usually about the time when you can check the weather for your arrival airport and say, okay, I'm likely going to be assigned this star and this runway based on the weather, and you can make your selections from there, and then I do my actual full brief with Navigraph charts and all that, um, at 100 miles to the top of descent, and then I'll talk about the news or what have you for the last, um, you know, 50 miles for top, from top of descent and all that until I try to go sterile cockpit at 10,000 feet on the arrival. Um, 
So if that's something that you might enjoy watching, uh, please feel free. Um, I would welcome the company to ride along. Uh, that was the initial idea when I started this podcast. It was pre-Twitch days. Um, and basically what I did, if you haven't listened to the old ones, uh, which I don't, I don't blame you, they're kind of bad, um, is I would, uh, record voiceovers, uh, for the, as I was flying. Um, so you, it was as close as you could get to riding along and watching along, uh, with the flight. Um, and actually that got more downloads than I expected at the time. Um, but obviously we have Twitch now and things have evolved and things have changed. Um, the internet continues to do its internet thing. Um, but these days, um, you know, the internet is full of people that want to troll you. Um, and I've been having major issues with that in the chat room. Uh, I've had to ban a couple users. Um, there's people that outright spam. They're easy to ban. Uh, but the people that criticize the flying, uh, that's really what gets to me the most. And I will be the first, the absolute first to admit that when it comes to flying, I have completely fallen victim to automation dependency. Completely. Uh, to the point that, you know, I'll hand fly up to a thousand feet or so. Um, and I'll hand fly from a thousand feet AGL onto the runway. That's all the hand flying I do. The rest is I'll nav, nav, take a nap sort of thing. Um, and that's, it's not good practice. Um, it's not good, um, procedure. Um, especially when you're streaming, um, and other things like that. So, because of that, um, I've really fallen, you know, my, my flying skills have really fallen by the wayside. Um, I used to do okay. Not great. I've never been great at flight sim for all, all the 20 years that I've been doing this. Um, but I, be, I used to be okay. Um, I, in the FS9 days, I used to fly, fly the Dream Fleet Bonanza A36 with Reality XP. And I got pretty darn good at flying that airplane. Um... And I was proud of my ability to fly that airplane, and I felt like, you know what, I've got this thing down, uh, and my landings on the bigger aircraft improved, everything was pretty hunky-dory. And then somewhere along the lines, uh, in the last, um, I'd say eight, eight years, I've gotten back to the automation dependency. Um, and you know, this is a problem for simulator pilots as well as real-world pilots, Simulator pilots, we tend to have a different experience and a different way of going about our hobby uh, than the real world. Uh, in the simulator world, what's the first thing you want to do? Well, jump in an A380 or a 747 and say, I'm going to fly this sucker. Um, and then, at a certain point, you realize, okay, I can't fly this sucker well. Uh, maybe I should do some learning. So at that point... Then you go back and maybe you do the GA stuff or maybe you fly something smaller. You know, at that point you start to learn and start to grow and start to expand your passion if you're going to stay in the hobby. Um, most people, I think, they pick up the sim, they go, I'm going to try the 747, and then when they crash it, they go, okay, yeah, I'm done with this. 
I think that's what most people experience when they go through a simulator. It's only the, you know, the truly passionate ones, the truly devoted ones that stay past that. Um, so, you know, in my simulator journey, uh, I went through all that. Um, in my initial days, I think I started out with some GA because my first experience flying was actually on a GA aircraft flying from Chico, California, uh, KCIC to Vacaville, which is now KVAC, I think. Um, but it was a neat little fight um, in something akin to a Bonanza. I think it was a Blanca. I, I don't remember. I wish I remembered because uh, that would be cool to remember that and have pictures. Uh, but at any rate, um, that was my first flight, so I remember um, being very young and going up to the top of my bunk bed and pretending I was flying a plane. Uh, and then I discovered, hey, there's a there's flight simulator, and I was kind of into computers and video games anyway. Um, so I got Sierra Pro 99, uh, and then when that wasn't working out too well, I decided, okay, I'm going to get flight simulator. But I couldn't uh, afford... The newest flight simulator, which I think was Flight Simulator 2000 at the time. Uh, so I started with flight, sim sim flight Simulator 98, eventually migrated to 2000. 2002, uh, FS9, 2004, Century of Flight, and then FSX. And then uh, two years ago, I reluctantly and finally switched to P3D version 4. Uh, and that's where I'm at now, and I've kind of started to play with X-Plane, as I mentioned in the previous podcast. Um, so it's been a long journey, and initially when I was flying the jets, you know, they, the internet was relatively primitive back then. I think that was still the time before I had DSL at home. Um, and um, I remember trying to fly to Australia on Heading Select. Uh, that was how little I knew about aviation, um, or the way jets work. Um, and really, it took until 2000, late 2006, early 2007, unfortunately, when I should have been studying really hard in college, to uh, get to the point where I, I sat down and I learned the PMDG 737. Um, and once I did that, and once I connected to VATSIM, um, then things really, I took things to the next level. I still wasn't good at hand flying, but I took things to the next level. And then a couple years later, after getting the PMDG 7.4, and I think the MD-11 at some point, maybe not, because um, um, I remember going to Flight Sim Con, I think it was the last Flight Sim Con, um, and Rosario had a presentation on the MD-11. I remember trying to be interested, but my eyes glassed over because it's like, it's not a Boeing MD-11. Um, that's my own personal bias. Now, of course, I fly the TFDI 717 every once in a while. So if an MD-11 existed, I would pick that up in a heartbeat. But I digress. Um, so... At a certain point, I decided to switch to some GA flying, got the Dreamfleet Bonanza A36, uh, started to get better at hand flying. I watched some of the videos that um, Chris, um, I forget his last name, but he used to be on FS Break. Um, 
Oh, darn it. Uh, anyway, name's not coming to me, but the videos that Chris did in the 152, the Caronado 152, basic flight training, uh, pattern work, that sort of thing. Um, and then later I took a couple flight lessons, went and visited uh, Falcon Fields ATC Tower in Mesa, Arizona. Um, and then in 2010 or 2011, I can't remember when exactly, I think it was 2011, but I'm getting old, so anyway... Um, I actually went to try and get training to be a dispatcher because I'm bipolar, so I can't get a medical. Um, and dispatching is the only thing you can do in aviation without a medical, really. Um, so that's what I aspired to do when I got through uh, aviation, whether I got through private pilot ground, I got through instrument pilot ground, I got through a an ATC class by the skin of my teeth. Air traffic control is hard, I tell you. Um, memorizing a sector map, um, making sure you have space between aircraft. I honestly respect the hell out of air traffic controllers. Um, but I got through that by the skin of my teeth, and then I went to take the actual dispatch course. Um, and for those that uh, haven't tried to study too much into looking into V-speeds, generally what happens is you'll, in the olden days, now of course we have EFBs and you don't need to do this anymore, but in the olden days, um, you had to look up your V-speeds on a chart. Um, so you'd see your temperature and you'd see either your max gross weight or your zero fuel weight and you look up the column and you'd get your V-speeds that way. Um, and, uh, for various temperatures, they have different entries, uh, but for the dispatch test, or this dispatch class, rather, they wanted you to be able to interpolate, uh, the V-speeds and figure them out, um, for, say, 37 degrees Celsius, uh, which, when you have in the V-speeds, uh, it's listed at 35 degrees Celsius and then 40 degrees Celsius, so you have to interpolate to figure out, okay, what, what would the V-speeds be at 37 degrees Celsius? Um, and that is where I absolutely failed. Um, absolutely failed miserably, and, you know, I didn't fail the course, but I dropped the course, and I gave up everything and went home. Um, and I regret doing that to this day. Uh, I don't think I'll ever have an opportunity to try that again. But um, uh, it, what I got out of that, if anything, was a better understanding of aviation theory. Um, I got better at reading charts. I got better at reading sectionals. I got better at understanding, okay, this is how a pattern works. This is how you track a VOR. This is how you do an ILS, etc., etc. Um and that was really cool. Um, it's stupid to say, well, I'm glad I attended aviation classes because now I'm better at flight sim, but that would be a true statement. Uh, I'm glad I attended aviation classes because now I'm better at flight sim. Um, the only... Th I, my theory... Uh, my theory isn't perfect, you know. I, I tried to take a practical uh, practice... Um, uh, private pilot test for the knowledge 
tasks just just to see where my knowledge was a couple years ago, and it was gone. I had forgotten half the stuff. Um, and I remember having a particularly hard time with um, uh, the E6B. Uh, I never mastered, mastered that, and then calculating a center of gravity um, was hard. I just suck at math. Um, and, you know, it's... The reality is I would really struggle even if I tried to do the dispatch course again and had a tutor. I would really struggle. But I have the sim, and hopefully I will always have computer hardware uh, and access to funds to keep my computer hardware in good shape, relatively good shape, and relatively up to date. Um, because it's so important to me, and it's a big component of my life, so... Uh, I want to share that passion. I want to share that and have a community based around that shared passion and that shared interest. Um, and when you get trolls in that community, it just it just sucks. Um, and you know, if you if you want to consider joining that community, I welcome you. But wait and saw. Don't be a dick. Um, it's just as simple as that. So, um, my thoughts here. Um, my number one thought with the hand flying is I need to return and do some GA stuff. Whether it's an X-Plane or whether it's in P3D, doesn't really matter. I think it's probably better if I try it in X-Plane because X-Plane has better flight dynamics from everything I've heard. Uh, I tried a little 172 um, hop across the San Francisco Bay from San Carlos to Oakland. I originally intended to do a traffic pattern um around San Carlos, just to kind of test my skills and see where I was at and figure out X-Plane. Um, and darn it, if I couldn't find San Carlos again, I, I just, I, I couldn't find the airport again. But I managed to find Oakland, so I crossed the bay and went into Oakland, probably violating the Bravo, San Francisco's Bravo several times. But uh, I was flying offline, so it didn't really matter. Um... But anyway, um, I, I, I think I should play with GA more to get my flying skills up. But uh, I'll say this. Um, I've set up a Discord. Uh, I stream practically every day. I'm working on decreasing that a little bit because I still have my radio show uh, and responsibilities there. And I've got a job interview next week, so fingers crossed on that one. Um, but... If you want to join the community, please think about it, um, because I know, I know, you know, the numbers have dropped off significantly since I pod faded, um, but I know that if you're listening to this, um, with the questionable audio quality at times and various other things, I know that you're passionate about aviation, you love flight sim, you're really into it. Um, and I, first of all, I thank you for listening from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate it. It's, it's very validating to see downloads on this. Um, and to see, yeah, it's very validating to see downloads on that, to, uh, to see people listening. Um, so if you want to join the community, twitch.tv slash knickknackjack, N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K. Um, I also want to take the time to congratulate a fellow streamer who just made affiliate. Um, congratulations 
uh, dark. Um, I uh, I'm a fan, and I hope your stream continues to grow. And I'm I'm trying to make affiliate too. Darn it! And you know that it's, it's so hard in the flight sim streaming world because, like I said, cruise is so boring. Um, generally speaking, to watch um, and even to be in. As I talk to you, I'm in cruise um, from in the seven eight from Quality Wings in. Um, you know, doing Sydney to San Francisco, and I'm bored out of my mind. Um, not while I'm podcasting, but, you know, when I'm not podcasting. Anyway. Um, so, streaming is hard, especially because you have big names uh, who got in early enough and had the technical skills and the know-how and the charisma to get in there and be big names uh, at the right time. You know, Matt Davies, Frugal Sim, uh, and all the rest of them. Um, so if you're if you're someone like me where I, you know, I struggle a little bit with OBS, uh, I've got some other issues I'm trying to figure out. Um, you know, I, I got a good overlay finally um, because I was talking about that last time, but um, I still have a lot of blank space on my screen. I don't have webcam, etc., etc., um, so there's work to be done on that, and I hope it goes somewhere. I know, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, I think it's nearly impossible to make a living based on flight sim unless you're developing flight sim, or scenery, or, uh, add-on airplanes, or the actual simulators. Um, but darn it, it would be nice to pay for my soda habit, um, with affiliate status, so, if you want to support the stream, I appreciate it, that would be great, uh, if you want to support me, just in general, for this podcast, um, please review me on Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, um, or TuneIn, etc., etc., um, and I think that'll do it, so, till next time, stay safe, stay sane, happy landings, bye. You were told, back in the day, If you don't have anything nice to say to keep quiet, don't be a jerk, don't devalue the work someone's done even if you don't like it. I was told back in the day, you can judge a man by the way that he treats others. To find someone nice, there is all this advice so a girl doesn't find herself being used. But both you and I resist control. Neither of us did the things we were told And I love you, even though you are an internet troll There's something about you that I want to know It's the way that you write, so offensive and trite With such passion, it's sort of appealing I love you, even though you're a commenter from hell The predictable way you don't know how to spell And you're hateful, disgusting, ungrateful Like you don't understand other people have feelings I feel like you don't even know If you don't enjoy a YouTube video You can stop it, you don't have to watch it Your ignorance is just amazing It seems like you've never heard That if media doesn't speak your words You can make something new Express your view It's a delight how you're so darn lazy The internet makes you feel so empowered You 
almost forget you're a stupid coward. I love you, even though you are an internet troll. Online, you've got no self-control, and the things that you say aren't okay, even when you're anonymous at a distance. I love you, even though you're a commenter from hell. The magical way you get angry so well and so quickly, you're zero to sixty. But I've got to admire your persistence. Today's music provided by the Double Clicks. Check them out at thedoubleclicks.com. With I love you, even though you're an internet troll, and of course the theme song "Catch Me If You Can" by Attica Attica. Check them out at atticaattica.bandcamp.com. Bag. I'm on the boat against the rail with the wind against my back. 